You're listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. Hi, everybody. It's Robin McMahon here. Welcome back to Parenting Our Future. I am so happy to have yet another wonderful guest with me. And he is a wealth of information. His name is Scotty Iseri, and he's the creator and host of the hit family podcast called The Imagine Neighborhood. Uh, he's an award-winning producer and narrative designer, and he spent 10 years as a media producer for Chicago Public Radio and the nationally syndicated programs HIV Talk Radio Project and Smart City Radio. Thank you so much for being here, Scotty. I'm so excited to talk to you about your podcast. Thanks so much for having us, Robin. This is really great. Yeah, it is really great. And, you know, um, tell me a little bit about what um, the Imagine Neighborhood is all about. Sure. Um, Well, the Imagine Neighborhood is is produced by Committee for Children, which is a leading uh, social emotional learning curriculum provider. Um, And it was our attempt to really try out a lot of the social emotional skills that kids are getting in the classroom and find a way to to get them to do it in the home as well. So the show is a storytelling show. Episodes are about 20 minutes long each. There's original stories um, and original characters like Princess Donosaurus and Macho Supreme. Um, And we have adventures in the neighborhood, which looks a lot like your neighborhood, but we have, instead of streets made of asphalt, we have streets made of lava. Um, We have a a Blurg's Day once once every now and then. There's a a new rule we have to follow, like instead of raining rain, it's going to rain rubber chickens. Um, And so it's a way to take the sort of worlds that kids build on their own and kind of just make it into a real place. Um, Throughout each episode, we we have a story, we have an adventure. and we learn some important uh, social emotional skills along the way uh, and get a lot of language on how to talk about our feelings as well by using pop songs. We use prints and heavy metal and hip hop and all things to like love it. give another language to talk about, talk about their feelings. Oh, that's so awesome. So important too, because, you know, really being able to understand your feelings, name your feelings is a really important part of the human experience. Right. And, uh, and teaching them as young as, you do and your podcast is aimed at kids that are between like five and eight years old is that about right that's about right we do hear from families that you know if they have a younger brother or something they they listen as well and some older kids listen but five five to eight is kind of our our sweet spot that's great so a podcast for kids this is great let's get them listening to these podcasts early i love it i love it so much and so so what what you're doing is uh just to sort of rephrase what you said there what you're doing is you have this podcast for kids you've got stories you've got super fun characters you've got like raining chickens you've got like taking their imaginative worlds that they create making them into these stories and these real things but you're also teaching them the language of what i what i imagine is what you're saying is the language of feelings and needs really, right? And also, yeah, and also how, helping to tap into some really important issues as well. So it's really a teaching tool. Definitely, yes. Um, and it's, it's tricky when you're talking about teaching at home. And I think uh, so I'm a single dad and a lot of parents have, have learned this, this last year about what, what, what a difficult job teachers have um, yeah, and how difficult it is. Yeah. Um, You know, the context of the home is very different than the classroom. And so finding ways to make the learning fun and interesting and um, something that kids actually want to engage in rather than a thing they have to do. It's in in the classroom or whatever. And this is something that is um, 
healthy for them and delicious, I guess, at the same time. It's that yeah, tested yeah, mother-approved yeah. kicks. <laughs> delicious and nutritious, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good. I like that. But, but let's just, like, let's just be honest. It's also helping us as parents, too, because you are tackling some issues in such a kid-friendly way, non-threatening way, that really it can help us as parents, too. So really, it's good for us to listen in to the lessons on um, really the, the four pillars that you talk about in terms of identity and race. And that's really what we are going to be talking about today, because um, as we're recording this, this is, we're, we're in February, right? And this is, um, this is an important month for, um, for Black history and for, you know, acknowledging um, like we should every minute of every day always be, you know, acknowledging um, how, how to be anti-bias and how to be more accepting, right? And so these are big topics that I think parents may have their own bias around. Uh, and so it may be hard to teach that. And so you sort of open up the doorway to helping um, kids understand it. And I think it really helps parents too. I think, thank you. Um, yeah, the, uh, so uh, we're, we were very lucky to receive a grant from the Allstate Foundation to kind of uh, expand outside of our normal um, learning goals, which are usually very much based on social emotional learning. Um, and so we've created a six episode series called Imagine Equity. Um, it's the same format of the show, a lot of the same characters, um, but um, we're stretching our boundaries a little bit and talking about issues of, of race, equity, identity, um, and as we say, making things right. Um, it's been, um, and I think, you know, when, it, when, when you think about people that are working in social emotional learning, generally, you know, researchers and teachers and stuff like um, issues of race and equity are really becoming a part of that conversation these days very strongly. Um, and, and rightfully so. This is part of the, the sort of character building education or the emotional intelligence, all the, the different ways that people refer to SEL. Um, but uh, conversations around race, race and equity are really an important part of that about how do we treat each other and how do we understand each other better? Yeah, yeah, it, it's so good. It's so important. It's really the foundation of what we need to be teaching and learning everybody, you know, for, for every child. This is the, the basis of what it is to be a human and, and in relationship with other humans, regardless of how they identify and, um, and, and of their race, right? We, we need to um, have more tolerance. And so this is really beautiful. And so you, you, in this, in this particular program that you were talking about, that you were funded um, from Allstate with, so you're talking about identity and race, right? So um, what are those four pillars that you, you, that you talk about within this program? Sure. Um, and I'll preface this by saying I'm, I'm, I'm not a researcher. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the funny sound effects guy, um, but, um, but I, I, I stand on the shoulders of giants in that we have uh, an amazing team of researchers at Committee for Children. Um, Dr. Jasmine Williams has done some research in, in um, uh, topics of identity uh, and developing identity. Uh, we've worked with Dr. Aisha White at the University of Pittsburgh's Pride Program, Positive Racial Identity and Developing Early Education. I'm bad with acronyms, but I think that's right. Oh, that's <laughs> um, and then three researchers who uh, have created a program called um, Anti-Bias Leadership. Uh, mm -hmm. Louise Dermott-Sparks, Debbie Lee Keenan, and John Nemo. Um, a lot of name dropping. I feel like I'm giving an Oscar speech right now. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> thank the producers and thank the cast and the creative and the um, caterers. Um, <laughs> to call out their important work right I mean they are they are the ones that are doing the research and the work and but but you're spreading the message and that's what's important. yeah the the joke we sometimes say is they do the smart smart and I do the dumb dumb but it's <laughs> a little more complicated than that um 
the uh, um, but the, so the the the, uh, the anti bias leadership has sort of four pillars of anti bias education, um, and it's helping kids understand identity, their own issues of identity, and other people's identity. Uh, the second is diversity and the value in diversity and how diverse opinions and diverse communities make us stronger. Mm-hmm. The third is justice and injustice, so helping kids understand what justice is and what injustice looks like. Um, that one's particularly important because I think sometimes kids have this notion that it's not fair that I have to go to bed before my younger brother, or it's not fair that I didn't get an extra dessert. Um, and, um, you know, the, what we're really dealing with here is what is, what is actual unfairness look like? And, and part of that mm-hmm. is being treated differently because of your identity, um, right. which leads to the fourth pillar, which is activism and how to, how, how anybody can really be an activist, how anybody can support, um, um, support different communities and, and, and build their own competencies around, around equity. Mm. Well, okay. So, so can, can I ask you some questions about each of those? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, It's been been only okay. I mean, it's been kind of loud. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So when I hear the word identity, I got to be honest, I think of gender identity. That's Mm -hmm. what I think of. Um, But that's not what you're necessarily talking about, right? Tell, Tell me, tell me about it. Well, that's not wrong. That's certainly part of it. The The way that we discuss identity on, on the Imagine Neighborhood is um, things that are that are of you and about you, things that are that are part of who you are that you can't and why would you want to change? Um, so that includes, that, that does include gender identity, um, but it also includes your race. It can include your neighborhood, where you're from, where your family comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all these things that, that are just parts of who you are. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and isn't it weird that someone would want to treat you differently because of that? That's really weird, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's right. how we sort of develop that. Um, so uh, our episodes around identity are really around defining a lot of that. We have an episode um, called Food Fight that's about, really, it's about cafeteria bullying. But we have a, a character who brings, who, who's Asian, and he brings his lunch um, to a pirate ship. Um, and we have a, a captain who calls it stinky ethnic food. And like, sadly, mm-hmm. that's a, um, you know, that's an experience that, that, that many kids have, I would imagine even some adults have in, in certain workplaces. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, we talk about food as a part of identity, that your f- the food that your family creates is, is part of your identity. It's part of what is the special part of being you. Um, and, uh, you know, we have another episode where we talk about the identity of a princess. We have a princess dinosaur character. And so what does it mean to be a princess? Well, it doesn't mean you have to look a certain way or be a certain thing. It's about how you behave and how you are mm-hmm. respectful and kind and how you, how you take care of your, your, your domain, your monarchy, your, your kingdom or queendom or princess Um So uh, yeah, yeah, in terms of identity, we're literally looking at ways that, that, that kids might latch onto it and how might, they might see different parts of their identity um, and begin to feel, if they haven't already, like to understand that that's, these are all good things, that identity right. is not positive or negative. It is, is, it is right. endemic to you. Um, and it's just part of who you are and who you are is a good person. Mm-hmm. So your identity can't be all that bad. Right. I love that. That is a really beautiful message. Yes. And that, yeah, to embrace your own identity. And I don't think we, like, when have we ever given ourselves really a moment to think of what, how we identify? I identify very strongly as a Canadian myself, personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a big part of my, of, of my identity, I have to say. I, I love that I am and love my country and all of those things, too. So, so yeah, I mean, I've never taken time to really think about, like, what, what is my identity? But, yeah, I identify as a brunette with long, straight brown hair, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
like you're saying, right? All of those different things. That's really great. And so, um, and so within the understanding comes more um, empathy and compassion, I hope as well, right? Because how could it be wrong? I love yeah, that. It's really that's, beautiful. That's the plan. And, you know, because we're, we're a podcast, we are, we are, we are um, providing to a wide audience. You know, we have, we have kids from all over the country, all over the world, even, yeah. um, uh, you know, we're going to have kids of different races, different economic backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds, different um, family um, uh, setups. And so like, we're trying to give like some really, on one hand, they're kind of basic ideas, but on the other hand, they're, they're universal ideas as well. That like the conversation that say a white family would want to have about identity and how it relates to their, their family it might be different than say an Indian family or a, a, an indigenous family. So trying to just yeah. provide those, um, uh, the rails for those conversations and let it go as broadly as need to be within that, within any given family. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really great because it's, it's hard to tackle every single type of difference. So you provide the framework. I love that. Yeah. So what about I will diversity? say, I've never met a Canadian who's like, I'm a Canadian. <laughs> I've never met a Canadian who's not proud of being a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we are we are a proud folk. <laughs> um, so so uh, let's talk about diversity then. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, that is a great. Like, so once you have an understanding of your identity, um, you might also start seeing that other people have different identities to you, and that could be a source of of, of agitation for you. Like, well, they are different than me for whatever reasons. Um, but again, in this in this food fight episode, we use food again as a metaphor for talking about how different flavors come together or just because mm-hmm. someone has onigiri and someone else has curry and someone else has kimchi, like those are all different flavors that come together and make the world a better place. So, um, so the, the notions of diversity that we deal with in the show are really stemming from that, that, that first question of identity that, um, you know, you have your identity and everyone else has their own identity and there is, there is beauty and there is fun to be had in learning more about other people's identity and how they, how they fit together, how mm-hmm. someone's identity may provide a different perspective that you didn't have that makes something even cooler. Um, yeah. Um, well, the episode we just released uh, is a, is, has two characters that are playing um, like a space game, sort of a Star Wars, Star trek kind of thing with action figures and cardboard boxes. Um, and it's kind of about like in, in they're they're playing a movie, right? They're they're rehashing scenes from and making up their own scenes from a favorite movie. And one character excludes another one because well, you can't be that character because because that character's white and you're not, and you can't be that character because that character's a girl and you're not. And so mm. um, we talk a little bit about how you know we have these great imaginations and we can invent, we can take a cardboard box and turn it into a spaceship. We can take a, a wrapping paper tube and it turns into a laser sword or it turns into a, a paddle for rowing a boat. Um, why do our imaginations not also expand to include anyone that wants to play? Wow. That's yeah. such a great, oh my gosh, I love it. That's so great. And kids are naturally, I mean, they just love learning. They love playing. And, and, and I have to say we're pretty good at sort of, uh, beating that out of them with, you know, the way our school systems are and that sort of thing. Like they love to learn, but when we force it, it's not as much. So I love this open sort of ended way that you're encouraging imagination. You seem like you're definitely a kid at heart uh, and then some. <laughs> so I think you're the perfect person to lead this. And of course you do have your own seven-year-old son, which I'm sure keeps you in this mode because he's your target market as well. So, uh, and I hear he makes the odd appearance on uh, on the podcast with some special sound effects and different things that he's a creator of. So you're starting him young. Yeah, it's part of his allowance. He has to come in and help me do, we do um, some Foley work together. He gets to squeeze the, we have um, fart putty. So if we need a fart sound, yes. 
makes fart noises. Uh, I think his favorite was um, we did an episode about about COVID nineteen and about yeah. de- feeling frustrated that things get canceled. Um, yeah. And in the Imagine neighborhood, it's not COVID nineteen. We have a pandemic of pixies, and the sound effect of the pixies you hear their wings and you hear them going. Rawr, 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 you know, they're trying to get in the house. And, mm-hmm. um, we used uh, dog poo bags. <laughs> Oh, and so we like flap those around by the microphone, and then make even more, and grab like twenty dog dog. So I've got this great, lovely picture of my son, and I just go like Rah! in front of the microphone. Oh, I love it! Flinging around dog poo bags, and oh. and then I had those moments of like, this is my job. This is my job. I'm a, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man, and this is my job to fling dog poo bags in front of a microphone. Hey, you know what? It's a. It, it's someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. But that's but right. <laughs> thing that I really like about it too is that I think you're also encouraging curiosity. Right. And, and that's the thing too. It's like, um, you know, you can't be judgmental when you're curious, right. Mm -hmm. You can't have hate when you're curious. Right. And so I think, I think that's a really beautiful thing that you're teaching kids. And, and look, the reason why I'm asking you to sort of, you know, pull all of these things apart too, is because for the parents that are listening, these are some great ideas for you too, to, to think about the way you talk to, to your kids about this too. And of course, having the Imagine Neighborhood as a resource for you to use to, to, to talk um, as, as a way to talk to your kids as well, like listen in with them and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, and so we have identity, we have diversity, and then we have justice and injustice. So yeah, I think that's a really, I like what you said, like, it's not fair that I go to bed, but what is real injustice? So, so can, it, can you tell me about that? Sure. Um, that is, it's, it's something that's a little tricky. Like how explicit do we want to get in a show that we know is, is, is for kids about what right. kinds of injustices we can show. Um, and uh, the way that the imagined neighborhood works often is we have some kind of metaphor for the, the, the goals that we're trying to teach. So as I said, with COVID-19, we made it a metaphor of, of pixies instead. Um, and so for our episodes dealing with, with justice and injustice, um, it's our first two-parter. We have a, um, a burger joint that opens up in the neighborhood and it's, it's running completely by robots and they don't allow certain people in. And if they don't allow certain people in just because of parts of their identity. And so we actually talk about how that's not right and how the, the person that does get excluded for that talks about how that, that happens elsewhere to her. And um, uh, the, without spoiling too much, like part of the resolution is everybody has to kind of get together and, and, and give what they can. Like not everyone is going to, uh, you know, there's there's ways that people can create safe spaces for for people. There's ways that you can be a, be an ally. Um, there's ways that you can be on the front line and be an activist. And and we talk about how it really is something that all of us, sadly, have to get together to to combat when there's someone who is um, who is creating that injustice in the world. Um, yeah. So I get it ties again into that identity that like identity is not something that necessarily you 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 control that you are that you. Um, decided on necessarily. It's, it's just part of who you are. Um, and so it is not fair that someone would treat you differently or treat you poorly or let you not have certain um, uh, opportunities just because of that identity. And that's where the real injustice is, at least in our show. That's, where, that's kind of the yeah. lens by which we, we framed it. Let's be um, honest. It's pretty, that's pretty true for everybody. Uh, and so, so what, you, what you're saying is you're teaching them that, look, if you have this identity right? That is innately who you are, not necessarily even a choice. It's what, you know, who, who you identify as, then it allows you to see diversity. And from there, you can see how diversity can lead to injustice. Mm-hmm. And that 
you can't ignore it, right? You're, I, I'm assuming what you're, you know, these robots are, 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 you know, not letting certain classes or certain groups of people in based on their identity. And so then this opens up a choice for those of us, the rest of us to say, will we let this be? Do we come together and fight this or do we just ignore it? Yeah. Right. Is, is this what we want in our neighborhood? And is it right. what we want in your neighborhood too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I wouldn't want that in my neighborhood. And that leads to the activism, right? If that's what you choose to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which means to, 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 to fight to protect those that aren't served. And I use that for the robot burger joint <laughs> and for everybody else, right? The sure. larger, you know, served. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. I think, yeah. you know, it's, one of the th- the struggle that we've had the, the 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 team behind the show has had is as I was saying like how explicit do we get how 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 dark can we get how how serious can we get um, and I, I think it does a disservice to the listener uh, if we if we if we are too coy about what we're talking about so we actually have we, we we have instances of racism in these episodes um and i i can i certainly see a parallel between the discomfort that we had in 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 talking about and we have an amazing team of, of writers and actors who are very generous with their their own identity and their own experiences with their identity and how to put that in the show mm. um but i think there's a mirror to our discomfort and like how do we talk about this with discomfort that parents might have with how do they talk to their kids about really serious kind of scary kind of ugly things you know racism yeah. is a very ugly thing and and but it doesn't go away by ignoring it you know it doesn't go away by not talking about it it doesn't it doesn't heal by... yeah and I would say we had the most awkward just conversation before we started because I didn't know where to start and I didn't know how to say the things that I wanted to say keeping in mind that I wanted to feel politically correct I wanted to you know not dishonor anyone or, or anything. And, and so I do find that I, I, in trying to sort of please everyone, I, I struggle a little bit. And, but that's my issue. That's my learning curve too. Um, and things are changing. And I think that, um, I think that's really good. And, and I also think that we need to maybe give each other a little bit of grace too, sometimes for mistakes and for, for different things that we make. And, and I'm not talking on a big scale. I'm not talking, you know, massive racism, have a little grace there, but you know, some of the, the little, um, you know, some of, some of the things that, that may be newer, like, let's say we talk about gender identity and I, I, I had a podcast with, um, John Sovak, which it was all on how to support your LGBTQ teen um, in coming out and, and different things like that. And I mean, I love the episode. I have a friend who is transgendered. My best, my best, most closest friend that I've ever had is transgendered and is transgender. Um, and I even got in trouble for saying transgendered. So, you know, I like I'm learning, too. And I think that, you know, when it comes to these topics and different things, we, we give each other a little grace and, and we just help to educate each other too. Do, do you not agree? Definitely. Definitely. I think there is, um, I think grace is an excellent word to put it that like we are all hopefully working towards the same goals and yeah. um, having some understanding about that people are coming at it from different spots. And yeah. um, you know, something we talk about a little bit with the show is that like, uh, you know, again, we're not um, thinking that like six podcasts will solve racism, that it, that it really is kind of about quantity, that it is about different kinds of exposure and, and, and having a lot of conversations about it. And I think like that's as we're talking about grace and I'm talking like the more experience that one has with having these types of potentially awkward conversations, um, 
the more you're you're going to feel more comfortable with it and the more you're going to be right. able to 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 speak confidently about about the issue yeah and i think you just have to do it no matter what right and just yeah. be, be because i i know putting myself out there too with with this you know, with, with, with different topics that are a little bit, um, are more polarizing. I found it tough. I mean, I have gotten hate mail. I did a a podcast episode with Jen Lumenland on white privilege and her and I are both white women talking about it. And, uh, and it was, it was, such an educational experience for me. And I definitely received some hate mail that and on, uh, and on the subject of supporting your LGBTQ child. So, you know, you do it anyway, right? I am, I can withstand that. I can hold that, you know, yeah. um, I don't have to like it and I don't, but um, I can, I can say, okay, yeah, you are coming at it from a different experience from your own bias. And, and I, I, I think what I'm trying to say is I can still love you through that. Even if you, you can't see it, I can, you know, I can still love you through that. And I think that's what we have to do as, as adults, as well as to, to teach some tolerance and some, um, some patience too. Definitely. I think and it, it can feel hard when, when, you know, so, someone may hear you say one sentence and they will have an immediate reaction to that and be like, how could you have said blah, 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 blah. Um, and it does take a lot of heavy emotional labor to not only just sort of absorb that without getting super defensive and say, well, I didn't mean to blah, blah, you know, there's, there's, it, it, yeah. it's, it's only natural. Like if, if, if someone takes a swipe that you flinch, yeah. um, but it can take a lot of that grace to go like, you know what, this is the, what, what they're trying to communicate to me. They're trying to help me be better. <laughs> they're not maybe communicating yeah. it in the way that I want to hear it, but they're trying to help me to be better. Um, and so that grace kind of flows both ways. Like you, you would hope for it coming towards you but when it doesn't come towards you like yeah it's important to listen and hear try to like sort of read between the lines of what those what those yeah. uh comments are um it's tricky it's hard yeah. and it's um it's it's a brave thing to be able to be willing to make mistakes and, yeah. and, and correct <laughs> scale yeah but but again that takes us back to that social emotional learning too right that if you really do understand your emotions and the emotions of other people and how they come to those feelings and you know nobody ever makes you like I always say nothing's ever really personal you know I I I always want to say well how come like how come that made you so upset Mm -hmm. you know um especially because I'm always trying to come from a place of you know understanding and empathy and and curiosity I don't always I try my best to um and so when somebody does get really upset I think okay well how come you know what is it about what I said that really triggered you you know um I didn't do it it's some something in you that is triggered by this right Sure, sure. Yeah. So this is this is all a part of the human experience and all a part of the things that we need to know and learn and teach our kids. I think we teach our kids a lot of things that maybe we don't need that, that aren't as important. Um, but this is the stuff that I would argue is of vital importance. And uh, and I hope it's not just you know, in, in one way that they learn it. I hope they learn it in your podcast. I hope they learn it. They're learning it at school, um, that they're learning it in, you know, in their sports, they're playing in, um, in, in whatever their interests are, that this is woven through our society uh, in many different ways, because this is what is going to make for a happier society, for a world where there is more love and more tolerance and more understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. so much about that, that, that you know, the roles of, the, of grownups in kids' lives, the, the role of grownups in kids' lives is super important there because as I'm sure you know, like 
kids may, kids will probably watch what you're doing 10 times more than they're listening. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. put on your shoes, put on your shoes, put on your shoes, put on your shoes. That kind of yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's a different, that's a different podcast episode, by the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're going to watch how you treat people, and they're watching how you interact with folks, and they're also watching how you interact when, when maybe you're feeling attacked, or maybe you're feeling, you know. And so they're seeing like what, what does it mean to sort of grow in that space? Um, and it's hard when we become grown ups because we get kind of like crusty and calcified. We've got our ideas about how the world goes, and like it's yeah. that constant practice of, of, of keeping your heart open, of, of having that empathy, and of, of, of of understanding that like when you mess up, you make it right. And even if you didn't mean to, and even if you didn't deserve the kind of, you know, the the pushback that you get, like um, it's that process of making things better that kids are going to see. They're going to see you. They're going to see you working through that. And they're going to, they're going to see the, the, the ways that they can do that as well. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point, right? Is our kids are always watching us and they're watching us because there's a hierarchy in the family. And that means we're at the top and they're at the bottom, not because they're less than, but because they're least experienced. So they're always looking to us to see what to, how to act and what to say and what to believe. And, you know, the brain plays a part in that too, because we all have mirror neurons in our, and that's what our kids are doing, right? So we are the original model for our kids in terms of how we model. And that's a lot of pressure too, because you do have to, whatever you want your kids to be is what you have to be willing to show them how to be. You want kind, compassionate kids, well, then you better be kind and compassionate too, right? Yep. So it, it, it is important. It's a heavy job and, um, you know, a job that gets tricky at times, right? Because life is complicated. And we, again, we do have our own biases and our own experiences too, right? So, um, so it's really important you check yourself, I think, too. And where are your biases? You know, what are you teaching your kids? And is, is that what you want? Right. So, um, so this is really beautiful. Thank you for doing this work. And uh, let me just sort of throw it to you. Is there, is there anything that um, you would like to leave my listeners with just in terms of what you're doing on your show and, and the message that you're sending? Sure. Um, a, a big part of our show is is conversations between grownups, kids and their grownups. Um, in, in every episode, we have questions that we ask the listener. Um, and we also tell them to go ask your grownup this question too. Uh, how, how, how does their body feel when they're sad? Or how does their body feel when they're angry? Um, or have you ever been excluded for something and how did that feel? Um, so uh, whether you're doing it through the Imagine Neighborhood podcast um, or um, or some other method, like finding ways to have conversations with 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 kids about stuff that maybe is, isn't normal dinner table conversation, but it's really about understanding that work that we're that we're all kind of doing. We're all kind of understanding how we react to things. How do we feel about things? Why am I sad now? I'm sad because I, th- this happened and I'm reacting to it in this way. Um, mm-hmm. So, but through conversation, through. Uh, and for the Imagine Neighborhood, it's through silly stories. We're hoping to like encourage those kinds of conversations to happen between mm-hmm. between families. And their- That's so great. And one thing I'd love to add too is that you know if you want to know more about what your child thinks and what they identify with, you can play. You can learn through play about what your child is thinking. You can learn through drawing and being creative together too. Right? That is a really great place to start. Uh, if you're if you're not sure what they're thinking of, or if you want to explain a concept to them that they don't really understand in a conversation way, you can draw it out for them, right? You can talk to them about these different things. So uh, so there's there's a, there's lots of different ways to communicate with your child. Totally, and kids are going to have so many different ways of communicating. You know, some kids are. My son is super verbal, so he's he's very mm. conversational. Must get that from me. Um, <laughs> but. 
but he also is, you know, some kids are really, they're, they're, they're stronger artists and they want to draw how they're feeling or they're, they're really musical and they want to sing about how they're feeling. Or there's, there's so many different ways that kids are going to find ways to communicate how they're feeling. Maybe through play, right? You may notice that when they're playing with XYZ dolls or XYZ superheroes or whatever, that the, the stories that they're creating might have some, some, some hidden yeah. So. Well, and, and I mean, they're, they're, they're making sense of their world through play, which is why they watch Toy Story. And then they're, you know, at least my boys running around like Buzz Lightyear, you know, so there's, mm-hmm. there's a reason for that, right? So, sure. um, so you have uh, a gift for all of our listeners, um, which is an ac- a family activity. Can you tell, uh, tell me a little bit about what you what you have for everybody? Um, I think I should, no spoilers, but um, the episodes of the Imagine Neighborhood usually come with, as I said, conversation prompts, but we also have small, small activities. Uh, they have um, uh, one of our researchers, Dr. Sherry, comes on the show and sometimes gives an emotions experiment. So you can do some science experiments at home. Um, and so uh, it's it's meant to kind of supplement what the kids are hearing on the show. You don't necessarily have to listen to the show to, to, to do the activity, um, but there are ways that you can sort of put that frame around the conversations that you want to be having with your with your family. Well, okay. So we have, yeah, so we have a fun activity and you don't want to say what it is. Okay, fine. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say it's a, well, it's food fight activity that you don't actually have to throw food around your house. So don't worry. I'm just going to spill the beans because you know what? I think it's more fun that way. Um, But yeah, so we're, we're going to, we're going to have a link in the show notes to, um, to where you can download that. And, and of course, all of the good things that is the Imagine Neighborhood, like where you can find out more about um, your podcast. I'm, I'm sure it's on every podcast platform as is Parenting Our Future. Um, and uh, you've got a Facebook, Instagram, you've got it all. Right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're all over any, any, anywhere you, you can download podcasts. You can also go directly to our website, imagineneighborhood.org. Um, you can also see our infinite refrigerator there. As I said, we have kids who send in drawings of the characters and what they think they look like. And it goes up on our infinite refrigerator. Um, and you can also get in touch and let us know if there's topics you'd like us to be covering. Um, you know, just to put us back in that listening mindset. We know we're not going to be able to cover everything that parents might be dealing with. So let us know. Um, this last year, we've done episodes on COVID. Uh, we did an episode on death and grieving. We've done, prior to this series, we did an episode on racial identity. And so, um, you know, there's, there's, there's topics that grownups everywhere are dealing with when it comes to raising their kids. And we want to be there to, to support. Well, I think that's really beautiful. And what a, what a great resource um, from a group that is, is trusted, that has these kids' best interests at heart and is based in, you know, in science and in research. And I think that's also really important too. Um, so thank you for the work that you're doing and, uh, and for helping to, uh, to change the world through what you're teaching. I think it's really important. And I, I really applaud you. And I hope everybody will check out the Imagine Neighborhood. Well, thank you so much for having us on the show. I really appreciate having these conversations. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace.